0: D20
1: Radio, your gamers role. 20 radiocom Welcome to me and Steve Talk RPG, the podcast where me and my friend Steve try and help you get the most out of your role-playing game experience. back to me and Steve Talk RPGs. I'm here this week with my friend Steve. Hi Steve. Hi Steve. How are you? Good, good. And a happy belated birthday.
0: Thank you. Happy very belated birthday to you.
1: <laughs> Only slightly more belated than yours. But anyway, yeah. we're both a year older and that happens to everyone. Yeah. All right. So we got a podcast to do this week cuz well, that's what we do all the time. Well, not all the time, but a lot of the time. But before we do that, what's our uh, D20 Network Spotlight podcast this week? Our D
0: twenty Network Spotlight is Shared Sagas.
1: Shared Sagas. You know that sounds like a role playing podcast.
0: It is. It's an Australia, Australia, Australian role playing podcast.
1: Mm Hmm. Wait, that's the one our buddy Tom does, isn't it? Yes, it is. Ah, yes, Tom and his crew. They're all kinds of fun. They do uh, lots of different systems. They've done Star Wars Shadowrun. They're currently doing Descent into Avernus.
0: They do lots of swearing.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> well, at least Tom seems to think they do. I don't find them offensive, but, you know. No, but... Just so I, that you're forewarned. I just always think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, plus, you know, like, they, they've done campaigns of, like, Star Wars. and Like I said, they're doing Descent into a Avernus now. But they intersperse that with one-shots of... Aberrant and Shadowrun and Fate and just whatever the mood strikes. So they're great fun to listen to.
0: And good people.
1: Yes, yes. They're good people. We need to get Tom back on at some point because he's fun to talk to.
0: He is. Just talk about anything at that point.
1: Yes. But. You know what we ought to do is we ought to just have a movie podcast. We'll just let you and Tom talk about movies and I'll sit here and take notes. Okay.
0: It'll be like any other time we do an interview except reverse. (laughs) I'll wait my turn to say something, and then you'll ask the question that I wanted to ask. (laughs) But I'll wait again.
1: (laughs) All right. So all that said and so forth, what are we going to talk about today, Steve?
0: Well, so I'm cheap. I am
1: too. I think you're cheap too.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I figured we might as well talk about gaming peripherals on the cheap.
1: Fair. I know you know a lot of people, especially these days, everyone's into buying all the expensive, you know, Wormwood and Dog Bite and and all that stuff. But like for me, you know, I started gaming when I was a broke ass college student.
0: Yeah, well, and you know, same. I was still in high school, so I didn't even have a job at that point. So. I think the first thing to start at is I think we start at the the easiest stuff to get and go harder, okay? Okay. So, as we're getting into at least in the US here back to school time, all the kids are getting ready to go back to school. I went to the Dollar General, the dollar store. Love that place. And picked up a whole bunch of notebooks. Mhm. 2 for a dollar. 50 cents piece.
1: I am very fond of, of dollar store stationery for role-playing purposes.
0: It's nice because, like, I tend to lose notebooks. And I used to buy, when I was in... Actually, I have one sitting here. When I was in high school and running D&D, I would always buy the composition books. Mm-hmm. You know, the... The, the
1: hard-spined ones with... the
0: Yeah, sort of the hard-covered ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... Well... I'm used to them being black and white, kind of that weird...
0: Yeah, they're like a weird speckled pattern on the outside. Yeah. Like, I have a blue one right here that has all of my old D&D notes in it. And I used to buy the crap out of them. And I don't know why, because I hate using them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they don't
1: open right for me. They never have.
0: No, they don't. You gotta, like, flip them and futz with them, and it's just too much work. And so I've gotten... As I've gotten older, I've just come around to either... I either really like legal pads. Meaning like the yellow paper that flip up top over the top. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just buy college ruled
1: notebooks. I I I've used both of those. What I've taken to using more of late is I buy the um the little steno notebooks, which are kind of like a college ruled legal pad, but wire bound at the top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with the steno notebooks. I like them because they're a little bit smaller footprint than a a, a regular wirebound notebook, mm-hmm. and so they take up less space of all the things that I need to have in front of me.
0: Right. Well, I don't think it shocks anybody, but my handwriting is kind of atrocious, <laughs> and <laughs> I can't use those effectively. Okay. Especially when I'm doing like a like a RPG thing, because I'm taking notes fast, or if I'm even if I'm even writing, like, a premise for a campaign, I'm still mm-hmm. writing it super fast so I don't lose it in my head. Mm-hmm. And so those, because they are the smaller footprint, I fill the pages too fast.
1: Okay. Well, I was going to say, do you is your handwriting a little bit on the larger side? I've never actually noticed when we played together.
0: It's medium. I mean, usually when I the faster I write, the bigger it gets.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, see, I, for whatever reason, I have... No, nah, I won't say, like, tiny, but I have moderately small handwriting. And, uh, you know, that's just... But, I mean, but, again, we're, we're, we're talking about things that are all, you know, cheap Other. to buy. And yeah. Even if you don't catch them in the back-to-school sales, at least, again, around here we have these stores called Dollar Tree.
0: Yeah, Dollar Tree, or I like to call them Tree Fitty.
1: <laughs> you know, but all those places, like, and even, like, back-to-school time, Walmart's, Target's. All your, you know, your your major retail stores have stuff on sale cheap. Yeah,
0: and it's, you know... I understand the people that are... I understand the people that always want that, like... Oh, I want the nice leather-bound thing. It's handmade. It's really cool. I've had a few of those. And the ones that I always liked were ones that I could take and put my own notebooks in.
2: Because mm-hmm.
0: I don't necessarily want a, I don't necessarily want a thing that that's, I paid a lot of money for. And as soon as it's filled up, I'm going to have to throw it out. But yeah, I, I, I'm a sucker for, especially paper goods. I like a good cheap paper good. Um, <laughs> I, you, you tell me, you know, 50 cents a quarter, you know, yeah. we're talking, you know, uh, yeah, I'll pick that up for a quarter.
1: You know, what else i like to buy it, it call it dollar stores, whatever is uh blank index cards.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You get a hundred of them for a dollar
1: or sometimes two packs for a dollar.
0: Yeah. You can't argue with
1: that. And they're great for, for anything, anything I mean, you can, yeah. minor notes, passing notes, making your own spell cards. Cause you're too cheap to buy the pre-printed ones, you know, making, you know, even like NPC, you know, mini NPC sheets, whatever, you know, writing down your kind of your disposable goon stats, like, like a lot of people would use monster cards.
0: I throw all my NPCs on note cards. Mm -hmm. That's just a
1: constant for me. Okay. Let me ask you this, since we're talking about just gaming stationary. Uh Uh, Riveting conversation. (laughs) (laughs) One of the, if you want to call it tools, I find most useful as a GM to have, and I typically play with a screen and it's not that I'm necessarily trying to hide things, but well, we'll get into this down the road. But anyway, one of the things that I like to have as a GM is usually just a blank character sheet Mm -hmm. because that way I can look down and go, I want to this skill check.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've heard me do that when we're gaming multiple times. (laughs) That's a thing that, that is a, that is a Steve, um, That is a Steve Staple. Because you'll hear, like, usually, it's usually the first skill check of the game. I forget to open my. Because I don't mean to be Debbie Downer or whatever, but the majority of our gaming at this point have become online. Mm -hmm. And so the first, like, skill check of the game, I'll be like, okay, I hear what you want to do. I need to bring up a character sheet so I can see what I need to make you roll. Uh huh. No, but that. I always keep either a blank one or a filled out one or whatever, just laying around just so I can glance at it and be like, okay, give me a perception check, you know, or give me a, give me a drama check in, let's say retro star. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I keep that around. That's, I mean, that's goes back to just zing an extra one off. And I always keep a couple extra character sheets laying around
2: mm-hmm. just
0: a good practice to have that way. If you ever have like, Hey, I'm going to bring my buddy to the game. All right, fine. I got character sheets. I'll throw him one.
1: And I mean, playing online, you can even do it with a PDF. Although, again, maybe it's just because I'm of a certain age and there's something about having that tactile paper sheet that is pleasing to me or something.
0: Steve has a screen set up in front of his computer monitor. It's like peeking over the computer <laughs> monitor at the Discord. Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, look, okay, I finally went to a dual monitor setup. Mm-hmm. And, it's a game changer, but I still fill them up with things, right? Like right now I've got at least four windows open well, you yeah. know, for what we're doing right now. And if I'm gaming, then I probably have two or three more. Well, I don't have huge monitors. right? So now I've still got stuff behind other things and whatever. And I'm really good at forgetting where I put things. Yeah, no, Most... I am too. <laughs> and this Also transfers to physical space, but, (laughs) but like, if it's on a table in front of me or the desk in front of me, I can find it faster. Usually. Right. Right.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you there. No, I, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I do that too. I'll have like physical stuff printed out or I'll have, um, different things written down. That's usually what my notepads are for is I'll have different, like, I will go through, especially if it's a new system, I'll go through and make notes of what I think important rules are going to be. And then if that changes or I find something that I need to update to, I will. Meaning if I find that a rule I wrote down isn't actually as important as I thought it would be. But if I find a rule isn't as important as I thought it would be, I might scratch it out and write down one that we use more frequently Mm -hmm. or at least a page reference number.
1: Yeah. See, I do that sometimes if I'm reading a game, just you know, in preparation to run something, I'll I'll make notes of you know these rules are uh, around this page you know because sometimes it's you know a section of the book or just different like especially if it's a brand new system and I'm getting you know like vibes off the book that I'll I'll write down you know just scribble myself a note so a lot of times if I'm reading a book I'll have a notepad there just to jot notes to myself about things.
0: Well, and here's another thing, and this is just a secret in life in general. If a book ever repeats something, it wants you to remember that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is true.
0: Because I, there's been a number of times where I'll be like going through, oh man, Cyberpunk 20, or t- Cyberpunk Red in 2020 do this a lot of like, oh, um yeah, this is on page number, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. No, don't forget that 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 thing's on page number blah blah blah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here.
1: You're you're going to want to look this up. This is where you can find it.
0: Hey, by the way, did you look that up? This is where you can find it.
1: <laughs> and in the and I know this isn't, you know, it's it's a, a a feature in a lot of PDFs, but the Cyberpunk Red PDF, the hyperlinking in that.
0: The hyperlink is is so,
1: so good.
0: Nice. So let's let's go ahead and move to the next important thing with stationery, and that's your pen. What kind of pen do you use?
1: Honestly, you know what my favorite is typically, and it's not the best feeling pen, mm-hmm. but I go to them because they're cheap and they work every freaking time. Are the classic Bic clear stick pens?
0: Oh yeah, the little all oh, the little skinnies.
1: Yeah, the well here. Let me turn my camera on. I'll the show clear you, ones what I'm talking about. Yeah, the clear these ones.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, the the really clear ones.
1: The crystal whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I like a lot of other pens. I like the gel ink pens. They actually, I do like the way they write. But sometimes they smudge a little bit on me, and I find that annoying. Yeah. But these these crystal Bic stick pens, you get, again, you can get them at the, you know, a pack for, at Walmart at like two ninety nine for 10 of them. You lose them before they run out. Right. Or mechanical pencils?
0: I bought, a. I used to be a pencil person. I used to really like pencils. I used to carry mechanical pencils. I used to have regular pencils. I always preferred pencils for writing in my notebooks. And then I got fed up with it one day.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes they actually fade over time. Yes. And that can be really weird when you pick up a notebook that you put down 15 years ago and go,
0: can't read this.
1: I can't read this anymore. What does it say? And sometimes that's just a function of my handwriting, but. Yeah, but I
0: picked up some of these and I think these are going to be super important if you're going to a con or something. Bic makes a pen now that is called, um, well, they're calling it the Prevagard. You can probably see that here. P-R-E, Prevagard. These are supposed to be, and I, I don't know whatever. I don't know the science behind it. These are supposed to be microbacterial. Oh, okay. Antimicrobial. Mm -hmm. So they're supposed to kill germs on them. Obviously, take extra precautions or whatever. But I picked up a bunch of these at the dollar store because they got them in way before they were supposed to have them and threw them in their clearance section for a quarter. Ooh. And um, I was there today and looked at the same pack that I was buying out of the clearance section for a quarter. And they wanted like $3 for them. (laughs) Aha. But I like those. I just picked up a brand new Sharpie uh, felt tip because I'm a big felt tip person for writing. I can't stand the sound of them sometimes, but I love how they look and how dark they stay. Yeah. Mechanical pencils. Yeah, I could take them even. Uh, I like if I'm going to use a mechanical pencil, I go up a size of mechanical pencils. Everybody Mm -hmm. uses the .5s. I like the, uh, what is it, point 0.2 point or point 0.7. Yeah, that's it. They're not the points. Every, pretty much everybody uses a standard point 0.7. I go up to whatever.
1: Okay, the next one up.
0: Whatever the next size up is.
1: See, I just buy a bag of the cheap Bic ones or whatever. The yeah, disposable I've ones
0: done and... that too. I, I'll i do that before I start a campaign in person. Just throw them at people. Mm-hmm. Literally. And then just... I
1: don't care if I don't remember to get them back.
0: Yeah, it's whatever. They were a dollar. Here
1: yeah they're dime a piece or whatever you know
0: yeah it doesn't it doesn't phase me at all but obviously you know writing utensils is one of those things where you could go super cheap you'd go super expensive i mean i've had expensive writing utilities i used to make expensive writing utensils
1: yeah you used to turn pens didn't <laughs> i you? did yeah it's that's one of the well not necessarily pen turning but just turning in general is something that I keep thinking I want to fiddle with, but it's on the list of very long list of things that I want to fiddle with. And well,
0: I can say that it's an expensive hobby to get into (laughs) because you're looking at, if you don't have lathe already, you're making the investment for the lathe. And then you're making the investment for the blanks. Like you can get one of those pen turning kits and, um, you know, then you're buying like the mandrel and the lathe and the gauges and the, pressing, and the, uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, I used to make pens. Well, make pens. I used to turn pens, not really make them. That's fun. I mean, you can make a lot. Those those can get really expensive. I made people gifts and stuff like that. But no, I mean, pens is a personal thing. But honestly, for me, it depends on what I'm doing. If it's just for me, I'll spend a little bit extra on a pen just to get a nice one. Because I used to be known to rock the Fisher Space Pen, which is a fantastic fantastic pen.
1: I like nice pens, Mm -hmm. but you tend to lose them. I tend. It's, it's kind of like, it's why I wear, well, like as far as I still wear a wristwatch, Mm -hmm. which I know is, is not all that common anymore, but I buy Timex Ironmans because they're eh, 35, 40 bucks. But I beat the crap out of them for like three years. And then I just go get another one. Yep.
0: That's why I wear my I usually, I usually wear Casio G-Shocks, like the cheap G-Shocks. That's why I always wear those Mm -hmm. because you can beat the crap out of them. And if I break it, I'm out like 20 bucks.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I know. I, uh, I know the, I know the feeling of like, man, I don't want to buy a nice pen because I'm going to lose it. But if you, I don't know, I, I, something about having a nice pen is,
1: (laughs) oh, it's, it's very pleasing to write with, but. It also may also be the fact that my quote unquote office or desk space is a cluttered jumble of all kinds of things and not enough space. Right. And so half the time, if I'm reading and making notes, I'm not doing it down here. I'm sitting on a couch upstairs and then I'm carrying my pen and my notepad and whatever. And then I set it down and then, you know, it goes somewhere.
0: Well, let me tell you, let me tell you an absolutely valuable investment. If you ever see them, pens with the little stylus end on the end of them. Mm -hmm. Especially like almost disposable pens with that, they're worth their weight in gold. Okay. Uh, And the reason for that is, and I didn't realize it until I bought one, I was like, oh man, this makes like because you know, we were just talking about this. Almost everything we have now is like online. I know you're not a big fan of reading digital media, but if you're reading if you're reading digital media You can use those pens like as a stylus. And so you can highlight things in the book or you can swipe through the book pretty easily. It's a whole thing.
1: I never thought about trying to do it that way.
0: Yeah. I shall have to. hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you can get them from the bank. Like the bank will just have them out for free. I
1: actually have a little, I don't know why it's on my desk. It's a little stylus thingy that I think my wife got to pack up at the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those,
0: that's, I, it sh- if you open but that this cap, isn't a pen. I think it has, this a. Just oh,
1: it's, a just, it's just, it's the stylus. just a, yeah, it's just a stylus thingy.
0: Okay. Well, I was going to say, you know, the, some of, a lot of those pokey, are, pokey, pokey, pokey. yeah, a lot of those are pens too, but yeah, that's a worthwhile investment.
1: Well, especially if you have fingers the size of mine and well, digital yeah. screens.
0: Do you have a hard time with digital screens? So I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of surprised you don't use a stylus. I'm honestly. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I know. know. It's something else to carry
0: and lose. Yeah, I understand. That's why you got to wrap it in with your whole pen. If you're carrying a pen every day, you got the stylus and the pen, you just less to worry about. Fair,
1: fair. Wonder if one of those pens with the eraser on it, if the eraser would work as a stylus. No, they don't. No. Okay.
0: No, I've tried that. They don't.
1: (laughs) So post-its, post-its, post-its are good.
0: Post-its are good. But
1: marking your place in books and, again, passing notes, I don't like to write in my, my books. I know no, some people I do. I am not one of those people who worries about the book staying in pristine condition, though. Like, I'm, I buy my books to use them. I don't care if the corners get a little dinged, whatever. But at the same point, I don't want to just scribble notes in them. So if I want to leave a note in the book, I'd put it on a post-it and put it in there.
0: I, um, well, you know this from when we used to play in person. I am a huge fan of the flags, the post-it flags, which are the little skinny, not quite post-its. And, um, I have them constantly sticking out of all of my books, all of my physical books that I have. Mm -hmm. And they make for really good, quick reference to whatever I want to get to.
1: Yeah. And you can get those at, at your pretty much any dollar store, either post-it brand or...
0: And in in all honesty, if you are that cheap that you don't want to spend the money on them, get the cheap packs of regular post-its and just cut them down.
1: Yeah, you can do that too.
0: Because I've done that myself. I've just cut and made my own because I was like... Because there's sometimes like a dollar, two dollars more than a pack of regular post-its. And so it's just like you take a pair of scissors and just...
1: I'll see, I more often to find I'll be at home doing something and I want those, and I can't find like in this case, yeah, I have a pack of those in a drawer, but I can find regular post-its. I can't find the little ones. So mm. I just take a knife and cut a half an inch off the side of the pad, and now I've got a stack of the little ones,
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much. I do that pretty regularly. that's a that's a common thing for me. Dry erase markers, well, oh, dry erase anything, get you a dry erase board from the from the, again, the dollar store or wherever. It's going to become one of your best friends. You'll love it. I, mm-hmm. Either that, and we both have them. I don't know where mine's at right now. It's probably out in my car somewhere.
1: Oh, those digital scribble pad, or are not digital, but...
0: Yeah, the, they're like a magic ink uh, drawing pad.
1: Yeah, those are good. And, and use it more in person than I have
0: online, but... I mean, they're nice for just making quick... I don't need to keep these notes. You never want to write anything permanent down on those, but you just, you know...
1: Yeah, dry erase is good for a lot of things. Yeah, you can do basically the
0: same thing as those magic pads with dry erase boards. I've done it. I like it. It it works. Mm -hmm. Get a foam board from the dollar store. Mm -hmm. If you like, if you have a little bit of DIY uh, inclination, and say you're playing a game like D and D that does promote doing terrain, go get either foam board probably just foam board. And you can get it multiple sizes and they do sell it at the dollar store. It's usually like a dollar a board. Or even less sometimes, depending on what you can find. Go get yourself some foam board and you can make your own terrain
1: with that. I've even seen it done out of cardboard.
0: Yeah, I've seen it done out of cardboard. It's a little bit more difficult to do it out of cardboard. I was playing with that the other day of just making some like simple stuff, you know, road tiles. Um because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, Watsy will gladly sell you the freaking cardboard tiles. I know I had them, but just go get you some foam board from the dollar store. It'll save you a lot of money and a little bit of a save a little bit of money and lets you customize what you want to do.
1: Yeah. Now, I would say along that vein, I was going to go with the the board we used to use in person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was which what just a big chalkboard.
1: Well, what it was was literally, and I happened to have it laying around the house. Oh yeah, that's right.
0: It was a a, um,
1: pegboard. It was a two foot square chunk of pegboard, which Mm -hmm. you can buy at Home Depot, already cut to two foot by two foot. The nice thing about this in terms of using it for gaming purposes is that the holes are on one inch centers. So it's effectively already a one inch grid. Right. Well, what we did to make this work for gaming is I went to Probably Walmart and bought a can of chalkboard paint.
0: Yep. And just painted it with chalkboard painted paint. Painted it
1: with chalkboard paint. And then we got a box of multicolored chalk again at probably the dollar store, yep. you know, like summertime. And it
0: worked great. Yeah. It worked really good. Yeah. No, I, I agree. That was one of those things that that was a really nice, really nice thing to have around.
1: Because I remember we had tried using a dry erase one and then something, hey, wasn't erasing right or it's always kind of rolled up or.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Chessix makes an expensive dry erase battle mat, and they're like $50, 60 And, yeah, they're fine, but they're not... you got to be careful, because there's two kinds of them. There's one that's dry erase, and there's one that's wet erase. And then you end up in this situation where it's like, yeah, you can roll it up and move it or whatever, but then good luck getting the ink off of it. And, you know, that thing worked a lot better, because we could just, like... If we really wanted to just wipe it down with a wet wash washcloth and it was clean,
1: yeah. But we, I mean, you know, your standard chalk eraser worked great. And okay, yeah, to make it, I don't know what that piece of board cost. Let's say it even costs 15 bucks. Can of the paint's probably five bucks, so you're at 20 bucks, but now you've got, you know, another three dollars for chalk, but now it's already laid out in grid, yeah, and you're you still just half- count them.
0: Well, you're still half the price of what you would spend on that, again, that Chessex, on that Chessex board.
1: Yeah, it doesn't, didn't transport the easiest. But for storage, we just stuck it behind a bookcase or something, I think. Yeah,
0: if you're playing at one place consistently and you can just leave it there, just leave it there. Yeah. You don't have to pack it back and forth. It's not that heavy, it's thin, it doesn't take up that much space, you know, it's not as portable as rolling up a, you know matt but it's still it's a lot better than not having anything
1: yeah and we had talked about at one point trying to make walls yeah because you you could could stick into the peg holes and and whatnot if you really wanted to do that you could i don't have the patience combined with the desire to do it let's put it that way
0: well you know what we could have done and and i didn't even think about it until it was too late needed to find a piece of dowel rod that would fit in those peg holes and then you go and get, just like I was talking about a second ago, foam board that's a little bit thicker than those dial rods. Mm-hmm. You put the dial rods in spaced apart, however far between those peg holes, mm-hmm. and you just stuff them into the foam board, and there's
1: your wall. Yeah. Run them in a pencil sharpener to sharpen them up stick them into the edge. You don't even need to do that. I mean... Well, you... I think those holes were about quarter inch, and most of the foam boards only quarter inch, so...
0: Well, yeah. you No, they make one-inch foam board.
1: OK, so you
0: could go up to one inch. So I'm sure there's probably like if that was quarter. You could probably go to half.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could make it work one way or another. But or yeah, you could yeah, use Lincoln logs. We did yeah, that one time we did... and those actually worked incredibly well.
0: Well, and yeah, when we played at my buddy's house the one time we used all his old like Duplo Lego blocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get away with that. They'll they'll just use Lego and that's a thing they do.
1: Yeah, well, I remember uh, Jonathan from... um Genesis archive mm-hmm. said he'd used to do that a lot. Oh, uh, Lego, which you know, I don't have any at the moment. At least I don't think so, but I know a lot of people do.
0: That's a goodwill thing. Go to Goodwill and get either Lego or the little get the little kids Duplo if you really don't have the energy to build Lego stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, as far as Minis now, I would say most people probably what we did, you actually painted Minis for all our PCs. Yeah. But for NPCs we used to use dice or I had a bag of dollar store army men.
0: Well, what I've seen recently and I had no idea and this is brilliant and I actually have started making a couple of them just to try. Most hobby shops or not hobby shops. So like places like Michaels, Joanne Fabrics, Hobby Lobby, stuff like that, right? Mhm. They sell glass beads. I'll call them glass rocks, okay? Mm-hmm. They're about yay big around, probably about an inch round. Mm -hmm. And what people are doing is they're taking those and they're mod podging images of the monsters onto the flat side of those. Mm -hmm. So they're sort of domed at the top and flat on the bottom. You take the image of the monster that you want, you're mod podging it onto that rock. And it makes for a really nice token on the board that also is like, Almost 3D in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, I have I, to s- see it done, but I can see it kind of, yeah, it would kind of bubble up into the glass.
0: Let me see if I can find an image of one.
1: No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's that's a very good idea. Or, you know, you could... I mean, people... I've heard of people cutting up their old magic cards to make monster tokens.
0: Yeah, I've done that. We've done that. And then
1: before. glue them onto, you know, dollar store poker chips.
0: You know, even just doing that and printing them off and putting them on cardboard or like you said, the poker chips that works, any of that is going to do it. You know, if you're just looking for tokens, I wouldn't, I honestly, I love painting Mm miniatures. And unless you have a lot, a lot, a lot of time and love for painting miniatures, you really don't have to like, you don't have to invest that time if you don't want to right Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with making just tokens for your gaming right there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with playing with a little token because it's all about play pretend anyways right and there's lots of great products and i'm not telling you not to go you know if you want to buy something from a creator go for it go buy something yeah
1: but yeah like go ahead no go ahead I was going to say, we're not trying to tell you to not go buy the cool, neat stuff. Don't take us wrong here. But I think a lot of people see the cool, neat stuff and go, but I can't afford all that. How can I play?
0: Right. So basically like that, Steve. Oh, okay. I see where you sent it to me. It's in your private messages.
1: Oh, yeah. Those do have kind of a neat 3D...
0: Yeah, yeah, because cause it's domed up. It, it works perfectly. And
1: it looks like there's like a circle of foam board underneath it there, too.
0: They did. You don't have to. You really don't. That's that's an extra step that I don't think is necessary. Yeah. Because they are already raised. I mean, those things are already probably a quarter of an inch high.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, all of those things. So, and yeah. Again, the, they're cheap. They're cheap. You buy the bag of beads for. Oh, man, that's probably like a $2 investment. (laughs) And what's printer, paper, and ink? Like, honestly. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the next option that you have, and I've seen a lot of people doing this, is find discount minis. So Wizards of the Coast sells some really fantastic... Well, I shouldn't say Wizards of the Coast. I should say it's WizKids sell some really fantastic miniatures that are pre-primed, ready to paint. They also sell... Pre-painted ones that are ready to go, but at Walmart and a lot of people have come onto these and really liked them. They sell a sort of cheaper, or even the dollar store sells this cheaper Dungeons and Dragons their their metal miniatures, and you get a can of aircraft grade paint remover, uh, some good heavy gloves.
1: Yeah, aircraft stripper is nothing to play with. No,
0: um. But you get a can of that, some good heavy gloves and a nice um, just, you know, you get a cheap can of uh, spray paint that you can use as primer anything that's matte. I know a lot of people on the Internet are like, eh, I, I'm sure I'm going to get lambasted by some of our our hobby painters in the group in the in our in our discord and stuff. But honestly, as long as you have a good matte spray paint, you don't need you don't need primer. Primer is unnecessary for the scale at which we're painting at. I find that most primer have most primer flake that they that they have. So primer, you know, is textured, right? Most primer flake actually ends up clogging up details on miniatures, which is why you get companies like Games Workshop or um, Vallejo or any of those that come out with, oh, it's a it's a model wear primer. Well, yes, it's just spray paint, just a matte finish spray paint. <sighs> Get some color place. They're 98 cents a can. If you're not old enough to buy it, ask your parent and be like, look, I'm not going to commit graffiti. I just want to paint some miniatures and I'm sure they can get you, you know, parent or guardian and just get a matte, either gray, black, white, um, whatever, just not any vibrant, real vibrant colors. And then go from there. Use whatever paints you got. I don't, there's a couple paints I don't recommend. I don't necessarily recommend anything that's like a enamel um but mm-hmm. any acrylic paints if you have cheap Walmart acrylic paints hey you can get acrylic paints those little um little apple something I don't know I've got a set
1: of the Walmart ones over behind me Yeah that I I've been meaning to to actually try painting with my bag of army men at some point and I keep putting it off Yeah anyway. you
0: can you can literally start with that no, they're not going to be great. Yeah, it's going to take a couple extra steps. Yeah, it's going to take a couple extra coats. What I personally believe with what I believe with the learning how to paint miniatures using cheap paints is that it makes you a better painter because it teaches you tricks for when something isn't going your way.
1: I could see that.
0: And, you know, we've talked about it a while ago, but we need to we definitely need to have somebody on and have a conversation about painting minis. I haven't had that conversation in a long time.
1: Yeah, I'm not the person to have that conversation with. No, and,
0: and I don't mean that to be rude to you, but yeah,
1: my <laughs> oh, personal no, opinion I'll admit is,
0: it. I, and Yeah, I've invested a lot of money, and I do have a lot of money sunk into Games Workshop Paints, because they're the, you know, the, the Games Workshop Paints are sort of the go-to. It's either them or Vallejo
1: or Army I a lot. Of, I've heard, I was going to say, that's the one I've heard a lot of people talk about.
0: Army Painter's coming up. They got a really nice set. Vallejo Model Airs, so if you're doing any sort of airbrushing, they're sort of the go-to. That's another thing, airbrushing. I could talk on that a little bit. I just uh, I just looked at it. It seems like it's a pretty decent setup. There is a nice, weird little airbrush at Harbor Freight that I'm actually going to end up picking up. It's... Do you, What do you know about airbrushes?
1: A decent... I know the compressor is usually the expensive part.
0: Right. So Harbor Freight has the small compressors dirt cheap. Uh, usually they come in the kits. Um, what they have right now that I was looking at, and let me see if I can find it. It is a, um, what I'll refer to as a pot airbrush. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a guy on YouTube review it. He was like very skeptical. And I, I don't blame him because it's not, a, it's not something that I would be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to get that. That'll, that'll work great. Because it doesn't look like it's going to work good.
1: When you say pot, it's just like a siphon feed spray gun where they're yes. the holding the paint it yep. screws up underneath the belly of the, the yep. the brush.
0: Yep. I'm sending the link to you in, in our discord chat, um, in, in your private messages. Okay. It's okay. currently on clearance for $10. Oh, I might have to go get that because they also have, Oh wait, that's the wrong one. Ignore that one. It's actually this one. It's actually this one. I
1: would say that one didn't have the, um,
0: it doesn't have the, the, the one that they have on sale for $10 doesn't have the um, compressor with it.
1: Yeah. I actually have a, a airbrush like that out in the garage somewhere, but.
0: If you have an air compressor, even if it's an oversized one, if you crank the pressure down on an air compressor, even a large one, you can make them work. But you see that three quarter ounce quick change airbrush kit. Mm-hmm. Now I'm picking that thing up. And I was so skeptical of it. I was like, there's no way this thing works because there's a hose that runs down in the bottom and it is just the only way it works is because the air comes across the top of that creates a vacuum in that pot sucks the sucks the uh, paint up through. Mm -hmm. He was getting such good coverage out of that. Like, and yes, it is like a spray can, right? But Mm -hmm. in most model painting, you're not unless you're doing model cars. You're not getting into that. um, Yes, I'm sure there's guys out there that can get into really fine details with airbrushes, but everybody starts somewhere. (laughs) And most of the airbrushing stuff that you're going to be doing is you're going to be picking out, like, you're going to be laying down base coats of colors in specific spots on the model, right? Like, if you have an arm that's going to be bright pink, you're just going to take your airbrush and that arm bright pink, and then you'll add your details in later. Mm -hmm. You're not. You're not going to do super, super detailed work with that airbrush. And you're not going to do super, super detailed work with a lot of airbrushes. For starting out, I think that's going to be an awesome thing to have. Especially for spraying mm-hmm. primer and stuff. You're spraying base coats on models. If you're have, if you doing speed painting, I know all this is going over your head.
1: <laughs> no, I understand a lot of what you're... I actually... I don't know a lot about painting as it pertains to minis. I, I do know a little more about like automotive painting, which is... Similar, just on a much larger scale.
0: Yeah, yeah. So on on minis, I find that the majority of airbrush work that you're going to do with minis is just picking out spots here and there. And a lot of people will sometimes even very lightly airbrush stuff to give like a certain lighting effects. Mm -hmm. But until you're getting into those really... like until you've got a lot of painting experience under your belt and learned a lot about painting. I think the best place to start is with a brush
1: when painting minis. I have a question for you in terms of, of airbrushing and have you ever seen anyone do it with uh, like one of those cigarette lighter tire inflator compressors? Do they throw enough air for an airbrush? That's basically what,
0: well, if you go to Harbor freight and buy an airbrush compressor, that's basically what you're getting.
1: Except they're 120-volt, not 12-volt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But it looks like they have regulators and moisture separators on them.
0: Yes, they do. Let me look up one thing.
1: I found one I thing was that just I'm curious. In. I was looking at...
0: There's a couple things. People are now making battery-powered airbrush compressors that attach right to the airbrush that are sort of fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, I, I would think that would be bulky and heavy. Yeah, and it kind
0: of is... But you can also run just an air hose off of it. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't want to deal with, if you don't actually want to deal with running that bulky heavy thing, you can run a cord to it. They advertise them as cordless is sort of the big thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Harbor Freight sells the airbrush compressors. They're, I don't know, 80 bucks, 100 bucks.
1: Somewhere in that range, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of money, but if you're going to get into airbrushing minis, it's probably worth it. I don't have anywhere to do it. Otherwise, I would invest in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm probably going to invest in is going to be one of these portable airbrush compressors just because it doesn't take up as much space. Mm-hmm. But again, your mileage may vary. I mean, airbrushing is something that I don't think is necessary at all. That's like a lot of guys talk about wet pallets. Yeah, OK. I've never used a wet pallet in my entire life. Not once. Mm hmm. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, well, it's it's necessary to start painting. I don't think it is. You can get away without a wet palette as long as you have a cup of water and at and a roll of paper towels. Mm-hmm. I don't think wet palettes are. And I'm, I would gladly have somebody who does a lot more mini painting than me come on and argue with me that, no, it's absolutely necessary. And that, you know, I really need to be thinning out my paints more. And I'm sure you're right. But for me, I can make it work.
1: Well, I think that goes to what you were saying, though, about sometimes doing starting out with the cheap budget stuff teaches you technique as opposed to relying on the equipment. Right.
0: I can hide more of my flaws now that I've been doing now that I've been doing it this way. I can hide more of my flaws Mm -hmm. because I've learned more tricks than, you know, necessarily having that perfect starting base. But again, you know minis aren't for everyone so if you don't want to get mm. into minis you do have the option you can make tokens you can print tokens you can buy tokens yeah it's just one of those things
1: I was going to talk a little bit about well going back to the the more table you know, whatever directly gaming stuff before we went down our little painting road Um, you know stuff like GM screens yeah um, you know a lot of stuff If if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder there's a lot of screens out there relatively inexpensive you just get one if you're like us and you play a lot of old games or obscure games or whatever they may not make one or it may be impossible to find go to walmart
0: buy yourself and they're i mean they're not super expensive you you bought them when you were in high school when you were in school i had to make one i'm sure you probably made one in school presentation boards
1: yeah science fair kit
0: yep the, the, um, Elmer's display boards, they're like $3. Mm-hmm. It's a trifold, trifold display board Buy that, cut it in half horizontally and you get two, you get two GM screens out of it.
1: Yeah. I made one actually out of a uh, dollar store foam board and I happen to have some weird plastic hinge stuff that slipped onto the foam board. Yeah. That works too. in in between the panels, but you could easily do that with just duct tape and leave a little space in there. And then just buy those again, cheap sheet protectors, put them Mm -hmm. on the inside and put whatever you need in there.
0: Yeah. A little bit of double stick tape and away you
1: Mm -hmm. go. Yeah. And you could even do the same thing on the outside for artwork. You could or modge podge paste, whatever images you wanted to print and put them on the outside. If you're not, I keep telling myself someday I'm going to get those hard uh, acrylic sheet protector things, like they put on the walls and in, in places, mm-hmm. and put them on the inside, and actually build myself a nice wooden hinge screen. But again, that's one of those. Yeah, I'm going to do it someday, but that someday may never come.
0: Um, I have the boards laying out to do it. I just never got around to finish it. <laughs> um, I cut the boards because I'm going to make myself a nice um cedar heart trifold, and um. I cut the boards for it. I got the hinges laying at my dad's house. Well, at my parents' house. And I need to get bag clips is what I want to use for my attachment points. I'm mm. either doing bag clips or I'm going to do something else. I haven't really you decided yet.
1: Also uh, get a like a little Forstner bit or even just take a, a regular drill bit, and maybe grind it down flat uh, and stick magnets, recess magnets.
0: I was going to say, I was gonna, I'm thinking about maybe doing recessed, Neodyliums.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that gets, that may be, I mean, not that it's incredibly complex, but it does require tooling that a lot of people probably don't have or know how to use.
0: Yeah. No, I, that's a, that's a, gets into a, I have a whole wood shop at my parents' house that I have access to.
1: And, uh, between what I have and know how to, like I have a drill press and I have all kinds of stuff out in the garage, but, uh, But no, if, if you're looking to just
0: make yourself a quick, cheap, a quick, cheap GM screen, that's four bucks is not a bad place to start.
1: No, no, it's not, you know, dice trays. Actually, one of the best dice trays I ever saw anyone use, someone we used to play with in person had, and I don't remember what kind it was. It was the little laughing cow cheese. It was a little bit bigger box than that, Mm -hmm. but it was still, it was like a six inch round box, about an inch deep. It was from like one of those cheese. It was from Brie. Um, But it was the greatest little dice tray. And you put your, she could put her dice in it and put the lid on and take it home.
0: Yeah. From, uh, it uh, president Brie. Um, it comes in a little wood, a little cardboard box. That was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Or, you know,
1: the a, a small puzzle box,
0: a little puzzle box or get a, um, I've seen people do this too. get a crayon box. Yeah. Get one of the Crayola crayon boxes. Everybody knows, you know what I'm talking about? The little flip top lid, semi-transparent plastic, multicolor crayon boxes. Mm-hmm. And it doubles the storage for your, all your, you, you know, your, your dice, your utensils. Um, and a lot all of those t-
1: plastic ones have rounded corners though. Yeah. I mean, but even so, I mean,
0: you're just rolling. You're just looking somewhere so your dice don't roll away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, get yourself a little crayon box and you can roll right into that. And oh, look, there's my results. And then, you know, you can go all the way up to going crazy and buying an expensive dice box.
1: Yeah. Well, I have that. I Again, I got it on. Uh, somebody gave it to me for Christmas, I think. But it was a, it's actually about a eight or a nine inch octagon thing that snaps together Yeah. that I have. It's, it's nice. You know, of course, I got it, I think, for Christmas in 2019, which meant I got to use it for about four sessions. But anyway.
0: <laughs> it's life. I don't know what to tell you.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. But I mean, yeah, Fate there's so maker. much of that stuff. You can, you can if you just look around at the stuff around your house, so much of it can be used to, to do some of these things that maybe you want to do it, but you just don't have the money right now.
0: Yeah. I just want to, people my age, I want to put out a a memory into the ether. The Spacemaker crayon boxes. Those were the ones with the little bubbles all over the top of them. Multicolor. You probably don't remember them. They probably weren't around for your era. No, probably not.
1: Back in my day, we had cardboard.
0: Yeah. Back in your day, you still wrapped your books. (laughs) Hey, and that's another thing. And that's what I'll tell you. If you're worried about your books getting banged up, you're worried about keeping your covers nice? Go get you some book covers. They there make the go. fabric ones. They're a couple bucks, or I don't know, get some paper bags, cover them the old school way.
1: Yeah, paper bags are coming back at the grocery store. I know. I like them.
0: I like the paper bags. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, if you're worried about your books getting banged up, or you're worried about your covers getting ruined, get you some. You know, looks like Office Depot has the book socks for two ninety nine a piece. So pick those up. They're stretchy. You throw them on your books or, you know, like I said, paper bags or whatever. They may not be
1: pretty, but it'll work.
0: Mm -hmm. Trying to think what other stuff we can point people in the direction of saving money with.
1: I mean, yeah, a lot of it is, it's just, like I said, just kind of looking around and and going, oh, wait.
0: Oh, back to minis for a half second. Mm -hmm. Plano tackle boxes, but you don't have to buy Plano brand. Mm Mm-hmm. They make these little flat boxes. They're for hauling bait. or They're for hauling lures. They work perfect for hauling minis around.
1: Yeah, I've heard a lot of people call them bead boxes, too.
0: Yeah, some people call them bead boxes. You can get them pretty much anywhere. Like, any any fishing, anywhere you can get fishing supplies, um, you can find those. Anywhere you can get, like, um, I don't know, any hobby, hobby shop, you can find those, too. But yeah, the Plano tackle box, the flat boxes, those work really good for for storing minis. They don't let your minis bounce around too much.
1: I knew people who carry their dice in those too. I've seen people carry dice in those.
0: They work good for that. Yeah, you can carry a lot of stuff in those. They're usually relatively inexpensive, especially if you don't buy if you don't buy name brand. Mm-hmm. So like I have one in in my car that is uh, it it's labeled as Bass Pro. I think it was only three dollars. Mm -hmm. but yeah if you if you don't buy buy name brand on those like little flat boxes you don't have to spend a ton of money on them they help you carry your minis i know a lot of people will buy um dewalt and Irwin, make a little flat toolbox i want to say it's probably three inches thick that work really good for stored minis they have like one inch squares that you can set your minis and stand them upright so that they can not so much bounce around or lay on their sides Back when I played X-Wing, a lot of people, that's how they hauled their minis, was they would get those, like I said, either DeWalt or Irwin or whatever, Stanley, whatever brand, toolbox, and haul their stuff in that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else we could think to tell the people?
1: <laughs> um, I mean, other than just go have fun with it, right? I mean, that's, you know.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: Sometimes, and, and I mean, maybe this is just me, but, like, you see shapes in things that may or may not be, obvious to everybody but you know like or 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 cheap kids toys could make great set props depending on what you're doing like if you're playing you know like you can get all kinds of little cheap plastic vehicles you know especially like excavators and crap like that depending on what you were setting up in the scene if you're doing maps with with a lot of like train and stuff you know model train stuff i suppose if you really wanted to get deep into it but that's not necessarily cheap
0: some of those can be. Some of those could be a little bit more expensive. It r- it really depends on.
1: No, I I remember the thing I was going to bring, and we kind of glossed over it. Are the um the little cardboard stand up miniatures that a lot of games come with now?
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot you of can games
1: just you know print something, mod podge it to a piece of cereal box, and stick it in there.
0: Yeah, no, and a little bit of cardboard goes a long way. Yeah, again, it's that it's the idea of like you can do lego buildings or you can do you know any of that stuff it it all works it all works all it is is and and a lot of the time we get up we get wrapped up in and i think it's sort of the you know i, I don't mean to always blame everything on critical role but it's the critical role of it all it's the people want to build uh, they want the fancy th- i want the fanciest thing i want the you know i want the thing that's like Oh, I want the Wormwood dice box and I want the um, Dwarven, Dwarven Forge, Forge miniatures tiles. and I want the, you know, I want the, all this. And it's like, yeah, but how feasible was that actually?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, cause you got to remember that Dwarven Forge has been a sponsor of Critical Role for a long time. So yeah, they want you to see that and want it. It is great stuff. Don't get me wrong. I, again, because I'm cheap, I'm hesitant to invest in that kind of thing because how many times am I going to use it? Right. That's the 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 thing for me, and it's it, it's even not so much the cost as much as the cost to use ratio.
0: Yeah. No i I play once a week, and I don't get paid to do that, so I'm not going to invest right now into a ton of. I'm not going to invest money I don't necessarily have into a, a into this. You know. I could buy more books. I don't know. Maybe that's my problem is that I'm a book person. I'm a, a, I could buy another game with the money I could spend on all these, like all this stuff. And I, you know, I did, you know, I, I definitely have my, I did spend my money when I was younger on minis and I did spend my money on this and I bought the newest that, or I, I have this type of bag, you know, Oh, everybody knows about the crown Royal bag, right? If you're of a certain age, get yourself a crown royal bag there you go that's your dice bag they
1: make amazing dice bags in fact i remember i saw a meme somewhere and uh it was a picture someone had a pair of pants made out of crown royal bags (laughs) sorry my um desk is trying to kill me and the caption of the meme was what a waste of perfectly good dice bags
0: yeah exactly No, and even if, you don't, even if you don't drink, go buy a thing of Crown Royal and give the bottle away.
1: <laughs> no, they, but they really do. No, Because it, they're nice, they, soft
0: bags. They make really nice dice bags. They always have and they always will. I, I don't know how else to put it. The day Crown Royal stops coming in bags is the day that all the nerds stop buying Crown Royal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's been a staple in the hobby for, oh, probably since the beginning of the hobby. Since Crown Royals existed, yeah.
1: I remember friends in college having them, so... Yeah, that's been a staple
0: in the hobby forever. And that's another thing. You know, go to your local... Go to Goodwill. Go to Salvation Army. Go to any of the thrift stores. See what you can find there. Playmobil. I I was talking a little bit about...
1: I had those when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. I was talking a little bit about the Diplo stuff, but Playmobil has a lot of playsets that end up in, you know end up in, in, uh, Mm. uh, uh, you know, salvage thrift stores or, um, yeah. Goodwills. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, obviously don't do anything drastic, like rip it out of a child's hand, but you know if you're a goodwill and you see a playmobile set and it's, you know, pick it up if it's worth it.
1: Mm Yeah. Look, I think that the, the, the heart of the hobby is creativity. And these are all things that you can just get creative with. Yeah. And, I dare say, in some cases, at least for me, I get as much, if not more, joy out of something that I made, even if it's not quite as nice as a thing that I could have bought.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, well. And that's that. Yeah. That's a profoundly bold statement. And with that profoundly bold statement, let's move into game of the week.
1: Woohoo! Game of the week. Game of the week. Game of the week. Where are we going, Steve? I have three. You have three. Okay. Well, then yeah. I need you to
0: I need you to roll a. Well, actually, I'll roll one. Hold on.
1: Do 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 do
0: do. Roll. Actually, one d three. Oh, and if you're playing over Discord, the uh, best dice app I have found is called Rollum. R O L L E M.
2: Hmm.
1: Nice little lightweight thing does whatever you needed to do, and it reasonably well. What it does
0: is so every other dice app i've used you have to input like exclamation mark roll and then your things that you want it to roll and roll them you just put 1d or you just put you know number d number enter and it brings up your result
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you could have it re- and you can literally tell it to roll d anything and it will
0: yes yes so i rolled a d3 and i have mine picked so uh-huh you want me to go
1: first Sure, go first. All right. I have a game called A State. Oh, I've heard of this. Which version do you have? Second edition. Is that the Cubicle 7 one?
0: Uh, this is by Handwork Games and it is the rule system is Forged in the Dark. I don't see Cubicle. Okay, no. 7
1: listed. I w- no, it's not I I know what it is. Um I was thinking Cubicle 7 because that's who the guy that's running the new version used to work for. I okay. can't think of his name, though.
0: Yes. They're, they're evoking, bringing the wine-dark visual vibes of Dark City, City of Lost Children's, Dickensian anti-Thatcher science fiction, and I love it. Um, the art is, is dystopian and cyberpunk and dirty and grimy and... If I were to ever play a nineteen eighty-four game, I think I would play it in this. Do
1: you remember the game we went on a goose chase for a while back called um Cold City? Yes. The same guy was involved in writing it. Yeah. I'm almost I could positive. See
0: that. I could see that. <laughs> but A State is something to check out. It is something to behold. Also, uh Drive Through might be bro- dropping their new website soon. Eventually. Yeah, they keep
1: saying that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it runs in in uh, forged in the dark, so it should be a really good system. Definitely, definitely some very cool stuff. Very cool stuff there. Um, yeah, it just looks like a really cool dark cyberpunk game.
1: Cool. Yeah, I've heard of it before, but I never really looked at it.
0: Yeah, A State Second Edition.
1: All right. All
0: did you, right. Did
1: you find it or do you need it? I'll I'll look it up. I'm sure I can find it. I'll
0: actually have to send you because I don't. Think okay. I Not that I don't have faith in you, but I just
1: (laughs) Well there is drive through search engine. Yeah. Uh oh, you're on the new preview of the fancy site. Wow. Yeah. Aren't you special? Yeah, that does look pretty cool. That really does. Yeah. Okay. Well, mine is um maybe a bit less serious. Okay. Maybe a bit more serious, depending on your take. My game of the week is a brand new game, as in it literally went on sale on drive-thru today. And, it's, well, it's sort of a, a game-slash-supplement. It's a little kind of zine thing from uh, Pocket Quest 2022, which was a, a like a game jam-type thing. Mm-hmm. What I found is Roller Derby Road Trip. I looked at this. <laughs> Lace up your skates, you're on track for adventure. And it's basically a supplement-slash-sort-of-standalone thing. To add roller derby into your game,
0: <laughs> how is how much
1: is it? It is a dollar and ninety five cents. Okay, I'll be buying this. Twenty pages says it. It um, you can print it as a double sided booklet, then fold each leaf in half and staple at the spine. Okay, so it's actually you know the the file uh yeah you can it's it's designed to be able to for you to. Print it and make your own physical copy. But it says, you know, I guess there is a a bit of a system in it because it says it's any system, system agnostic and fate. But it says it's GMless, you know, streamlined dice pool system, adult and junior roller derby settings. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, Probably one's
0: more vicious than the other.
1: Yeah. And it even hints that maybe that's just someone in a Sasquatch suit trying to drum up business or maybe Sasquatch came to the derby. So I don't know what that means, but hey, but yeah, for less than two bucks, it sure seems like you could have some fun with it. I think we have a new conflict resolution
0: tool for (laughs) RetroStar.
1: Oh, that would add into RetroStar so perfectly. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. (sighs) Oh. Welcome to why I was like, "I'll
0: buy it game. buy, buy."
1: Welcome to the wonderful competition of the Steves make each other buy things. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's good. And then we convince the other one to run yeah. the game that we want to play for them. Yeah. When you
0: run in uh, Star Wars for me, Steve.
1: Um, hopefully, pretty soon. Um, we need to talk about that. Anyway, so uh, is that all we're doing today? Then I talk think about so. how you can be cheap cheap little tightwads like us and spend all your money on books instead of the other stuff
0: i think so what how much time did that take up
1: we're at about an hour 15 raw
0: okay well i'll let it down to about an hour yeah should be about that well with all that being said we want to thank everyone for listening remind you to be kind to one another and get out there and play some rpgs yep take care y'all be cheap folks intro and outro music by the band 12 noon you can email us at me and steve at gmail.com to find us on twitter at and rpgs find us on facebook at me and steve rpg podcast on discord at me and steve rpgs and as always all of these links are in the show notes thank you and be kind to one another
2: yard. Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that.
0: See if we can make Hooli yell at his radio this week.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I was yelling at me,
0: radio! <laughs> <laughs> This has been your stationary hour with Steve.
1: That or we could do a talk about the gaming supplies on the cheap, but I don't think that hits as well as
0: Oh, come on. We could
1: that would be a fun conversation. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. That's a little bit more of a
0: bullshit. We've been doing so serious topics recently. Do you see why I wasn't trying to discourage you, but do you see why I sent that to you cuz I know you're not going to be able to find any state?
1: Well, yeah, it probably will be a little hard to search cuz it's got that stupid Yeah, I know it has that stupid thing in it. There's what I want. Okay. Oh, wait. Let me turn the stupid machines off.
0: (laughs) Turn the stupid
2: machines off.